Today on the News and Why It Matters, the latest on the Trump impeachment inquiry, some new details kind of conflict with this whole narrative we're hearing in the mainstream media. You don't want to change the channel. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today with Glenn Beck, the one and only Glenn Beck. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Stubergear. Thank you. There's probably a few other Stews. Yeah, so not the one and only. Mm -hmm. But we're happy to have you anyway. Many illegitimate children I've named after myself. (laughs) Chad Prather. How'd you lose your fingernail? I was was vacuuming. I have a theory. I have a theory. (laughs) She ran chest on, like head on to his chest, Tucker Carlson. Broke her fingernail and got his old bow tie stuck in her hair. Yeah. How did you... How did you know I, that? I am a, that's what I do. This is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Vacuuming. Thank you for pointing it out to everyone. That might be I the biggest conspiracy theory ever. I <laughs> uh, got a lot to get into, but first we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. American Financing is going to help you if you want to buy a new home or if you are looking to refi uh, or consolidate. If you are paying um, credit card rates and they're double digits, Have you noticed that the Fed keeps lowering that rate and the bank keeps raising that rate? That's how they make money. Um, If you can get out of those high interest uh, credit cards, you should, either by paying them down or by uh, getting a refi or a, not a refi, but a consolidation loan from American Financing. 10-minute phone call can help you do it. Get out of those high interest rates and get into something that is reasonable that will put you on solid footing, you know, as things get bumpy along the way. It's American Financing. I've known these people for a long time and trust them. AmericanFinancing.net. So things keep getting a little bit uh, more murky with this Trump impeachment inquiry. Who would have thought that uh, coming out and trying to impeach him over nothing would lead to confusion. So last <laughs> last week we heard that, um, you know, Trump withheld this money. We were supposed to believe that it was connected to uh, investigating Joe Biden. Now we hear this week uh, Ukraine had no idea about Trump withholding this federal aid until a month after the call. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't, in, it wasn't in the call. Right. It wasn't in the call. What Americans haven't done is look at this story out of the U.S. press and looked at this story from the Ukrainian point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just talking to one of the writers, researchers and some of the producers on the show for Thursday we found a pretty big front page story in Ukraine that you've never heard of that will blow your mind, absolutely blow your mind, and blows all of this out of the water, completely reverses this. We're getting fed a bunch of bullcrap. Nobody's actually looking for the truth. Don't defend the president blindly. Look into this story. If we would have gone on and done what so many people do right now around America, just blindly defend, we wouldn't be able to have the certainty of what we do, that this story is not about Joe Biden and Donald Trump. This is about true corruption, deep corruption in the Democratic Party. You're about to see uh, everything that they wanted to find about Donald Trump and Russia, you're about to see it with the Democrats in Ukraine. Mm, Stu, your thoughts? Uh, it's been an amazing couple of days. I mean, you know, I think you're right. It's like you can't just start 
an auto defense or auto attack. The media is all on auto attack. You know, there are some on the right that are on auto defense. I hope most of the people, and I think most of the people in this audience are on, wait a minute, I want to know the truth. And if, like, let's just say the, the Democratic fever dream comes true and he did all these terrible things, would you want him impeached? I sure would. If, yeah. you, if he did some terrible thing that was illegal, I would want him impeached. Okay, hang on just a second. Even, let me just ask the table. Even if that meant that you'd have to, you'd have Vice President Pence or, or Sanford or somebody else, we'd be scrambling for a president. If he broke the law and it was clear, would you want him impeached before the election? Yeah. I don't think that could even happen. No, no, no. I'm just asking. Yeah. I don't no. think so either. No. You would not want him impeached. No. Really? You'd defend him? Through if I think you have to come to a definition, which the Constitution doesn't do, is what are the high crimes and misdemeanors here? Because it is I'm a saying, very fuzzy thing. Right, right. I'm, I'm saying, saying if, if there were, if there would, were something I wanted, that you would go, oh, my he gosh. Actually, this this actually, let's say he actually did shoot people on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like he, yeah. he always used that as a reference. If he did, I don't I don't want a president that right. shot people. Right. That's the, that was the deal. OK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then, yes, if there was that thing at that level. Yeah, absolutely. So these people who are saying we blindly support. Right. I don't think that's true. I no, just don't I, think that's true for the vast majority of right, people. Of course. There's nothing here, though, that seems to rise anywhere near shooting people on Fifth no. Avenue. And I think that's the issue. You know, number one thing that we talked about a little bit on radio today is if you read the whistleblower complaint, one of the main points of evidence in that complaint is they took these transcripts of these calls and they moved them to the super-duper secret server. Uh, and that proves that they knew something was wrong with what they did on this call and they were hiding it. It's not the crime. It's always the cover-up. Cover up, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here we are three days later four days later, and already they've completely abandoned that after they realized in reality they started hiding all these transcripts because of the early leaks. And the media has now not only abandoned that old line of thinking, which was the is in the complaint, they have now moved to a new one, which is, well, if he's moving all of these uh, plans, uh, all these calls to the secret, super-duper secret server, we need to see all of them. Wait, what else has he done? We don't even know. This is bigger than we even thought. It's like, no, you guys completely missed the central reasoning as to why this was important. Because most of the whistleblower complaint is either just press reports or um, things that people have tweeted or gone on television and said themselves publicly, with the exception of the call, which we've already we already knew about uh, last week. But the the whole point of it being bad was supposed to be because they moved it to this secret server, and now they've abandoned that line of questioning and moved on to a totally different uh, field with a totally different goalpost. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this thing is falling apart right away. And, and as we've been talking about, and we've said a hundred times on this show, it's like when you wait a couple of days and you actually see where this information is going, you wind up in a position where, with with, with a much more but knowledge, you know able to judge it more clearly. That Rubicon was crossed uh, on the dossier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember what happened? BuzzFeed ran it. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, we're missing out. We've got to run it. They're running it. And, and BuzzFeed first, used that logic, logic too, because I think it was, it was a CNN that initially reported the existence of it yes. without mm-hmm. releasing it. So their justification was, well, they already said it was out right. there. You should know what's yeah. in it. Right. And so they used each other. Now, that Rubicon's crossed. So now it's just in a newsroom. Somebody said it, got to report it. Where this, if this was Watergate, they would have... Ed Bradley would have been saying the whole time, wait, 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 are you sure that that's the only phone call that's in there? Are you sure that's real? Do you have a second source on this? Nobody's asking for second sources. Congress, Mm -hmm. nobody. 
yeah, this wasn't a long. It didn't take them a long time yeah. to figure this out. No, it was, a couple, it was four, couple forty-eight hours, yeah. and they and they figured it out. That's I, why they're going to impeach Ario Speedwagon. Heard it from a friend who. <laughs> heard it from a friend who. Yeah, it's it's it, this, it's all the issue is never the issue at this point. Uh, back to your point, it's always the smoke and mirrors, and it's hiding what the real thing is that's going on. So. Is it a good look for Trump to have made the call to Zelensky in the way it went down? Hey, we've done a lot for you. You haven't done so much for me. But let's look at how the spin on that deal is. So all you got to do is listen to the so-called parody, according to Adam Schiff, that he put out there. Can you imagine a young George Washington chopping down the cherry tree and his father saying, did you chop, chop down the tree? I cannot tell a parody. I mean, like, I mean, it's a lie. OK, and then you have the writer for Politico, I believe it was, who goes on Twitter and says he's going to be impeached just like Nixon. Well, you're a regular old Bob Woodward, aren't you? Because Nixon wasn't impeached. So, you know, if you're tired of this stuff going on, whether it's the dossier, whether it's the, the Mueller report, whatever these things are, if you're tired of all of these smokescreen tactics to try to get rid of this president, Take a deep breath, get offline for six weeks, and, and come back. Because let me tell you, until for the next 14 months, it's going to happen over and over and over again. If it's not this, it's going to be the next thing. And it's always going to, and I, and I want to make a prediction right here. Nancy and company are willing to sacrifice Joe and company in order to put a mark on this president because they know as it stands, they don't have anything that can beat him in November of 2020. So if they're willing to lose Biden through all this Ukraine nonsense, then it, and they can take Trump down with it, I think they're willing to give him up. So I, I agree with you 100%, but I don't think it's to take Trump down. It is because what is happening in Ukraine will mm-hmm. take all of them down. Mm-hmm. This is what's in Ukraine is a they've opened a can of worms. Mm-hmm. And that's why they had to rush to impeachment, because what he's asking for on that tape, what he's saying and what Rudy Giuliani is looking for and what the new Ukrainian president is verifying, saying, yeah, I know we found that we fired these guys. We're looking into that now. They've got to get ahead of that mm-hmm. and discredit it. Otherwise, they're done. I mean, done. Mm-hmm. Mm. I just don't think I, 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 I don't think people and I agree with you 100 percent. I don't think people realize how deep this thing runs and how far it goes. And I mean, you're talking about the potential end of a Democratic Party. I mean, it's it, this is an unraveling thing. You pull the right string on this deal and you're going to expose some thing. stuff that is really, really and people are sitting there going, nah, it's not possible. Trust me, with this situation, it is. It is. Well, didn't they, too, Glenn, uh, change, they changed the the qualifications for what counts as a whistleblower? Yeah, so we're not sure exactly how this is playing out. The Federalist reported um, that they changed the the actual wording of the whistleblower that um, uh, as early as a year ago, that there was a box that said, if you don't have firsthand knowledge, if you don't know this through your job, if you didn't see it, record it, hear it yourself, don't come call, coming to us because we can't take that in, in an emergency investigation. It seems pretty reasonable. Right. All right. So they changed this and now it, that box has been removed and it just says, I heard it firsthand, I heard it secondhand. Mm-hmm. Okay. However... The the explanation, and we're not sure which is which or if it's a combination of the two, um, they say that people were um, less likely or they were confused when they heard something. So do I report this? Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm not hearing it firsthand. 
So they're asking that you do report things that are hearsay, but they've taken out the box that explains we can't take the just that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, 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 the confusion seems to be basically that, that there are two separate standards here, one for initially reporting it as a whistleblower and another for what is the, what is the contact, what is the level of uh, the hurdle you need to clear as the inspector general to say, yes, this is legitimate, we're going to pursue it. And so the, the explanation being tossed out there yet it, right now is um, most people on the right read that as you can't report a whistleblower complaint unless you have firsthand knowledge. Mm-hmm. What they're saying is um, you can report it if you ha- don't have firsthand knowledge. However, the inspector general has 14 days to find firsthand knowledge or it can't go forward. Mm-hmm. So it is a little bit of a different. It's, look, it's, it's a typical bureaucratic nightmare, as you'd expect with the government. Um, the way we don't have firsthand knowledge. Right. We don't right. have first time. So it should not have been passed to Congress. So now, is the so-called transcript an actual transcript? No. It's not an actual no. transcript. No, but when you read the process of it, I mean, so basically what they're saying is, I believe it's four different people who are sitting there listening and basically taking detailed notes as in real time as the call mm-hmm. goes on. I mean, you're not going to get any mistakes unless someone's intentionally trying to make a mistake with a transcript, right? Like, uh, it would take four people. Right. You'd have to have, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. When they say, well, it's not a transcript, there could be anything in there. Well, no, that's not what it means. There's, it, it means that there's not like a, a court transcriber getting, taking out every word. However, there's four people there taking, you know, diligent notes, people with actual information on the subject matter, too. They're, they're intelligence officials. After the call, they all talk about it. What is, Did you hear this? I heard that. Yes, I've got that quote. So they have four they ways to check to, each other. Yeah, four ways to check each other, and then they boil it down to one document. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting if you go over to Wikipedia and you do a search for Hunter Biden mm. and you read their take on this scenario and everything that went down. I encourage people, if you're watching this, head over to Wikipedia, just do a quick little search for Hunter Biden and read their excerpt of how the thing went down. And by the way, don't use Wikipedia <laughs> no. in any other thing other than to poke fun of and make fun of. Don't use exactly. it as a research paper. It's, exactly. It's and yes, really I was born it. in New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> uh, really, or, really quickly before we, before we get off of the, the impeachment thing, did you guys see that Biden sent letters to uh, executives yeah. at ABC, CBS, Demanding. NBC, CNN? Yeah. Demanding that they no longer book Rudy Giuliani. This is I a mean, confident campaign. I mean, I, I, this is a ridiculous a project. If I were Joe Biden, my answer would be like, please continue to book Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> he, every time he goes on television, he adds another charge to the impeachment inquiry. I mean, the guy, the guy blurts out. Every, how many times has he been on caught on television blurting out something he wasn't supposed to? And now Biden doesn't want him on there. But this guy continually admits things he's not supposed to on television. <laughs> really he's terrible. I, I don't know why Trump. Ke- I mean, I have a real affinity. I mean, we just went through 9-11 and I just read the book of the, the oral history of 9-11 that we had the author on the air. And like, you go through that and you just like remember Rudy Giuliani as this guy who was basically, I mean, uh, the, the job he did in that city through that time was incredible. And it was recognized not only by the right, but the left and everybody. I mean, he took down uh, the Gambino crime family. Yeah, I mean, he was a great mayor of that city and it's like, what he's doing now, I don't even, I don't even recognize him as the same person. Like, again, like, I like the fact that he's defending Trump sometimes on things where others won't mm-hmm. and that is something that is needed for Trump because he constantly gets bashed in the media but he just doesn't seem to care at all. 
He just seems to just go out there and say anything. I think he, he causes more trouble for the president than he actually cures. I don't think this is working at all. I don't know why Biden would want him to stop talking. Yeah. And how much of that do you think is a ploy? I, because I sometimes wonder, mm-hmm. I look at moves that the president makes and I'm like, what? And, and, then, <laughs> and then I'm like, what is this going on here? You know. And so yeah. sometimes I wonder, is it a ploy to do these things? In the case of Giuliani, I tend to agree with you. I'm like, I don't know why you're just saying everything you want to say right now. Yeah, I mean, there's an argument to be made, right, that he's he's out there doing leaking these things as Trump wants well, them leaked. I, I you know, go back to the Trump original. Keeps employing him, so that's a good argument on that. Yeah, yeah. what you said, and, and I, about the issue is never the issue. I never these days. I don't think anybody knows what the smokescreen is. You, <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. the reality? We don't know because we're having these holographic things that are thrown up in front of our face Thursday. Thursday. Thursday's the day. Thursday's the day. Watch the special. Thursday, it's at 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern. Back in a minute. What time mountain? I... What about Hawaii? 7.30. Hawaii time will be 2.30. Before we get back into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, Glenn Beck and realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, realestateagentsitrust.com are for people that want to sell their house. You don't know who the right real estate agent is, um, and you, you need to sell it. So you want somebody that can come in, really knows the neighborhood. That's one of the most important things. Is your real estate agent an expert in your neighborhood? Because your neighborhood may be entirely different than the neighborhood they're used to. So how do they price it? They have to price it right. They have to do all the right paperwork. They have to know how to talk to other realtors. Um, and they have to know when you're sitting down uh, to sign papers that you've negotiated or they've negotiated the best deal for you. And then let them help you find the next house. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn, this is totally, well, this is on the subject of real estate, but not on the subject of news really quickly, though. So would you say that now is not a good time to buy a bigger house? A bigger house? Yeah. No, there's two things you what don't want to do. What if you need to do. refi anyway to get a lower interest rate? What are you trying what to, are you get trying out to buy a bigger house? <laughs> don't well, buy a bigger house. We were house. talking about it, and I was like, i got to ask Glenn because I no. just want just a little bit more space, but now is not the time, I guess. Don't listen to Glenn no. for investment advice, please. Well, I was going to use realestateagentsitrust.com. Does that change your oh, mind? Oh, well, then you should. <laughs> okay. <No>. Um, <laughs> yeah, a bigger I mean, as long as it's something that fits into the normal pattern of what people want, yeah. that's fine. Okay. Okay. It's fine. Uh, all right. So, Hillary Clinton... I had no idea she was still being interviewed, that people oh actually this cared enough crazy. to interview her. But uh, she went on with, I believe it was NBC, talking about President Trump and how he's obviously an illegitimate, illegitimate president. Watch. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. And I take responsibility for those parts of it that I should. But, Jane, it was like applying for a job and getting 66 million letters of uh, recommendation and losing to a corrupt human tornado. And so I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. I don't know that we'll ever know everything that happened, but clearly we know a lot and are learning more every day and history will probably sort it all out. So of course he's obsessed with me. And I believe that it's a guilty conscience in so much as he has a conscience. Huh, very. There are three edits in that. So they, they, you know, let her run for a while. Um, 
on based on what she he knows this wasn't a legitimate deal based on what it's incredible i mean with no with no presented evidence no evidence uh, in fact the opposite from the Mueller report it's the exact mm-hmm. thing that they they complained constantly publicly that they thought trump was going to do if he lost which was say the the election was not a legitimate election mm-hmm. and here's hillary i mean with no criticism no critique of what she's saying Uh, saying it was an illegitimate election. And he's an illegitimate president. It's incredible. She chose those words, though, carefully, because she knows that will get under her skin. His skin, yeah. His skin. I think this is, well, she has enough skin for both of them. But um, I think that she is... She's preparing for a Biden fallout because she knows what happened in uh, Ukraine because her people, her chief strategist... Wait, wasn't over here working on a campaign? No, was over in the Ukraine... Her chief strategist. So she knows what's coming in Ukraine. She's positioning herself now to be the guy. And the, mate, the way to be the guy or the, 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 the running mate is to get the president to say this person and pick a fight because then it's a fight between those people. Mm-hmm. Just like people said last week with Biden. This is good because it legitimizes Biden. Everyone's only talking about Trump and Biden. She used those words specifically mm-hmm. to drive him nuts. I made this prediction six months ago on my show, on the podcast, and everybody came at me and said, you're absolutely crazy, you're insane, there's no possible way, and I said, just sit back and watch. And even, even she contradicts herself by saying it's illegitimate. We may never know what happened. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. But I think deep down he knows he's an illegitimate president. I watched this video, and I just want someone in my life to look at me the way Jane Pauley <laughs> looks at the Clinton girls. Like she could just eat them up, just loves them so much, laughs at their stupid jokes. And they're so, they're, like, there's nothing cute about Hillary Clinton, but she just tries to be. And Jane Pauley's like, just in love with her. Oh, look at that. Do you, cute? Do you, oh, that is cute. Do you uh, agree, Glenn, that, um, that Trump is obsessed with her? No, um, I think he is obsessed with what the Democrats have done, including Hillary Clinton. So he is obsessed with, I am legitimate, I am legitimate, I am legitimate, this is legitimate. They, I didn't do that, they did it. So he is obsessed with that much more than Hillary Clinton, um, but that kind of stuff will make him obsess. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, look, he's obsessed. I mean, this is Bill O'Reilly's thesis in his book, right? That, she, that he is obsessed with the results of the 2016 election and how whether he's seen as legitimate. O'Reilly, I believe, said it's more important to him that people see him as legitimately winning in 2016 for, than for him to be elected in 2020, to him mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. And O'Reilly has real insight on, on, on Trump. He's known him for a long time and interviewed him extensively for the book. Um, I mean, I, I think you could split hairs and say, I, I do, I, like, if you were to say, is Donald Trump uh, obsessed with Hillary Clinton? To me, I'm going to say yes, right? Um, because uh, they are, he's obsessed with that moment in time, and she's, she's inextricably linked to that moment. Like, she is the central figure and the central player. So when people say he's not legitimate, they're saying she's legitimate. So, I mean, they're, they're linked. I don't think he sits back every night and wonders what she's going to wear the next day. I don't, I don't mean obsession like that, which is really gross when you, when you think about it. Um, I, but what I mean is, like, he really does think too much about that. He's the freaking president of the United States, okay? She's not 
So the fact that she's on television blabbing about this all the time is no surprise. He's running the, the United States of America, at least as the chief executive. And he, I, I wish he'd spend a lot less time thinking about her and about everything going on with her. Could, could I give you a good fiction ending to this story? Please. If I'm writing a fiction book, I make it that Hillary has, she lost, she licked her wounds, she was crazy. She knew, however, that the, that the Biden thing might come out. She's been waiting. And Google and Facebook, who are all of her old people, remember, a lot of them went to Facebook and Google, she just, in my book, she just waited. She's going to come in and she'll get Google to throw it because it's the ultimate slam on Trump. Mm-hmm. That she can be the first woman. She gets what she wanted. And see, this time it was legitimate. Last time it wasn't. All right. I like, I like that ending, I guess. <laughs> Back in a minute. Uh, yes. Dystopian. <laughs> dystopian. Very dystopian. Before we go into overtime, want to remind you about uh, Glenn's Ukraine special coming up this week. All this week at five o'clock, you'll we'll be talking about Ukraine. But the scandal explained happens Thursday, nine thirty Eastern, eight thirty Central, um, and it you just do not want to miss it. How many chalkboards is this going to take? We don't know. <laughs> We don't know. I keep going through all of the details, and I'm like, I'm up to five chalkboards in my head already. I know, I know. Lisa said to me today, I don't think we have a chalkboard big enough. Oh, boy. (laughs) Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. So last week we discussed uh, Dave Rubin. He was in the news because he was supposed to speak at a at Mohawk College, interesting name, in mm-hmm. Hamilton, Ontario, just yesterday. They originally canceled him because of all of the threats that they were getting. Dave offered to pay for the security, which was going to cost 10 times as much. And um, finally, they ended up, after canceling him, they ended up, I guess, reinstating him coming and speaking on campus. Here was what it looked like, though, outside the campus when Antifa showed up. Watch. For those of you listening on podcasts, these Antifa protesters just screaming at an elderly woman in a walker trying to cross the street. I mean, in her face. They're out there doing God's work, mm. Antifa. What, it's, what, did they think she was a member, or were they just holding their position no matter what? what was the... <laughs> I'm unclear mm. on if they have any thoughts that go through their brains at all. Yeah, I mean, here's this sure. little elderly, looks like Frances and Edith Schaefer trying to cross the road there. She's on her walker, you know, <laughs> she's got her roller wheels going. And the, like, this, this makes the redneck in me rise up when I see something like this. I try to be sophisticated and calm and collected, but you throw me in a situation like that, and I don't know what I like. I am afraid of how I would respond. Yeah. With this. It, and it is interesting because, you know, you hear even in the media, you've got Chris Cuomo out there defending them, saying that they're, you know, they're doing good work. And, you know, they're talking about how they're anti-fascist and everyone just kind of takes that at surface value and doesn't really connect the dots on what it is that they're actually doing and mm. stand for. It's really weird, especially coming out of Canada, like I, it's like they're in Hamilton. I mean, right down, right down the street from that very interaction yesterday, 
Justin Smoke, who hit 200 this year. Oh uh, and uh, for a team that lost 95 games, got a standing ovation. <laughs> That's who, I mean, this is Canada. This stuff's not supposed to happen in Canada. Uh, yet here it is. I mean, I guess the crazies kind of spread everywhere these days. I'm triggered by Mohawk College. When are they changing the name for that deal? <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, what if this lady would have dropped dead of a heart attack there in the middle of the crosswalk? Mm-hmm. Would they be held accountable for that? I mean, what, what's the deal? I mean, you're talking about, they, did they physically touch her? Not that I could see. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you get in the face of a little old lady and start screaming that she's a Nazi and all this stuff, all because she wants to go to a public function. This is ridiculous. It's, or maybe because she wants to cross the damn street. Right. Yeah. Cross the street. Who knows? <laughs> but, you know, I mean, come on. And I, and I won't get into Dave Rubin. I mean, Dave's our friend, and we love Dave. And, and But, I mean... Dave's a pretty fair guy. So what you're saying is Dave Rubin is not a Nazi. Dave, wow, that's sure. a controversial he's, stance. Not even really a conservative. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't I mean, even claim. I mean, he's more libertarian yeah, than he's a else. libertarian. I mean, you know, here's here's a guy who's converted from the left. Exactly. That's not accepted though. Now he's gay. Yeah. I mean, God bless him. Well, and I think he said uh, last week he has family members. And then we should be clear, too, many Nazis were gay. Lots, Lots there, of there probably were, were a lot there of were Goebbels. There were gay Nazis. Oh, yeah, my Goebbels. gosh. I mean, they went through, they had a whole, they, they purged a lot of them early on, but there were a if lot If you want to know what SS really stands for, <laughs> watch Overtime. I mean, but, do you, but, like, does it worry you if a Democrat gets in office uh, as, as president that it will kind of embolden these people, these Antifa members, to just go farther and farther? I mean, that, that's, that's them okay. winning, right? That's their message, winning the highest office of the land, is how they think. <laughs> well, let's, right? let's, put this, let's put this little, let's look at this as an example, a side note. Okay, so apparently over the weekend, Trump tweeted about 51 times, all right? About 51 times. Uh, in one of those, he was quoting Pastor Robert Jeffress, who said that if, if you know, this impeachment thing goes through, we're going to have a, a fat, a Civil war-like fracture. Yeah, fracture yeah. in the country. It'll be a civil war-like fracture. He didn't say there's going to be a civil war. Well, of course, people go to Twitter and they start saying, this president is now calling for civil war. He's demanding. And then, of course, everybody jumps in there. Yes, that's exactly what he's saying. This is what he wants. He will not be happy until there's violence and bloodshed in the streets. That's not at all what was said. And anybody with half a brain can figure this out logically. So to your question, will it make it worse? Will it embolden people? I think absolutely so. And then you're going to have less and less liberties uh, and, and legs to stand on to state where you live in your brain, in your convictions as a conservative, because it's going to be harder and harder to do that. You, your voice will absolutely get drowned out. I don't know that people truly understand how important this 2020 election is. Because we're headed down this slope of, of that human history has proven over and over again that this is going to be very dangerous if we continue down the exact same pattern. Stu, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's a certain percentage of crazies on both sides that are going sure. to do crazy things no matter what's mm-hmm. going on. I think, you know, if a Trump impeachment were to go through, and, and really, impeachment, honestly, I don't think really makes that big of a difference. It's really the removal, which is almost impossible. But if we play in that world where he gets removed from office, you're going to get a lot of people who are not crazy, who are normal and think that the government has acted to overtake their, the, the will of the voter. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lot of people who are, in, who are not at all going to be out and protesting the streets and aligning themselves with these kind of, you know, further and further crazy groups that will align themselves because they'll, they'll, they'll get pissed. Glenn always talks about it as the Bubba effect. It's something they talk about in intelligence circles. But it's a lot of times where, you know, the theory being that, you know, the average person sees the government do something wrong and they, and they wind up taking the side of, of you know, 
darker groups and and people and maybe defending people they shouldn't defend because they're so upset at what's happened. And I think if this were to go down, an impeachment should have a really high standard in my mind. Mm-hmm. The American voters get to figure out whether this guy should be impeached or not in November. They can all go to the polls and vote him out and he can get zero percent and then we'll all know that he should have been impeached. They elected him for a reason. They knew what he stood for. Um, you know, there are very specific, massive, I think, circumstances in which impeachment can be appropriate. Um, when it's this late in the term, though, it's almost, I think, almost never. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's, it, we're too close. Like, it happens like with Nixon right after he's reelected, he's put in office. The accusation is he did something in the run-up. Okay, well, that is a sensible place to maybe use it. Here, I mean, the guy, is gonna, he's on the docket right now to vote whether you want him impeached or not. You can impeach him. Everyone can impeach him in, in, in what, 14 months. Let's do it then. Yeah. Uh, moving on, our good friend Robert Francis O'Rourke, he, uh, he's getting a little bit nervous. End of quarter fundraising is coming up, and he wants everyone to know he really could use anything that you can chip in. Um, gave a really interesting, um, I guess, what would you call it, uh, proposal? Somebody called Peter. Consequence? <laughs> I, I'm, I can't wait for their statement. Uh, watch. Saying, hey, if you do not, if you do not give me uh, 1.7 million dollars, uh, I'm leaving the race. Or if if I don't qualify for this next debate stage, I'm gone. Um, you know, it's it's kind of raising the the ante or the bar for how we compete for those dollars. Um, I mean, I could uh, maybe do a Facebook live stream with a kitten and say, you know, now we don't want anything to happen to the kitten. So. Um, you know, send your $5, your $10, your $15 in now, and, uh, you know, Miss Whiskers is going to be fine. Um, I, I, I don't, I, you know... The, the, you got federal election attorneys yeah, on the phone yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> to be clear, we're not going to do that. I, I can't say it didn't cross my mind, but... Um, okay. Get Bobby Stick Frank with, with a sense of humor. Yeah. Stick with me, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He fed his wife baby poop. Mm-hmm. And disguised it as avocado. Mm-hmm. Uh, he live streams himself going to the dentist. Mm-hmm. He th- he makes a joke about threatening to kill kittens. I'm getting a little bit worried about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if maybe he is secretly just a psychopath. Look, I'd like to be critical of Bob Frank here, which I usually am. Don't you do it. Um, Don't you do it. I will say, there was a book that was released uh, many years ago uh, called An Inconvenient Book by one Glenn Beck, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which we may have said, if you do not buy the book and make us number one on Amazon, we will kill Bobo the puppy. (laughs) Uh, And we may have actually acted like we were going to do it for several weeks. Uh, It became a little bit of an issue. Um, We were never actually going to kill a puppy. Uh, but it got to number one, so we'll never Bobo know if we we're going to do it or not. Yeah. yeah, and I have to go back to a video that I did a couple of years ago <laughs> well, about a dog what named What is wrong with you people? About a dog named Fifi who was getting abandoned. Uh, and, and yeah, we were going to abandon Fifi if some things didn't happen in, in the matter of some e-commerce and t-shirt sales. Uh, so I like the joke. I mean, I think it, I get where he's going. It's, it's funny. It's humorous. It's tongue-in-cheek. I, I, I don't want to. But, but seriously, is he going to make it? No. Is he going to make gonna, it? Is no. he going to get the fundraising that he needs to continue? <laughs> no, again, in this race? every one of these guys, like like Bob Frank, at this point, are <laughs> are vying for the second position. You know, I think the I think the candidate right now, I think the one that's get this got the mo and got everything kind of the the fingers on is um, 
Pocahonky. Mm-hmm. And so I think Warren is going to be like right now, because Biden, that's going to be that's going to be rough. I think, again, I said it earlier, he's cannon fodder for the left. They're willing to sacrifice him. Bernie just does it. It's not there. So I think that, you know, all these folks that are hanging in there, whether it's, you know, Kamala or Cory Booker, uh, Castro. I can't believe that Castro is even still around or these guys. But even Beto, I think they're doing everything to vie for that second place. Speaking of Cory Booker really quickly, uh, Cory Booker, he uh, he might have my vote now. He was the kitten defender. He responded to Beto and said, leave the kittens out of it, bro. I think he's a a last ditch appeal to all of the cat lovers in America. Cory Booker is trying to uh, trying to make this a thing. Yes. I don't think it's going to work for him. No, I don't think so either. I mean, you know, Booker also, though, came out and said, look, if we don't get X amount of dollars, we're going to have to drop out. But we're at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, yeah. what we're seeing now is, A, desperation. Like, our, my candidacy is not going to continue if I don't get more money. And B, as you point out, um, showing you can raise funds is a wonderful thing mm-hmm. for a number two. So if you can say, hey, I can bring the, the money to the table, why not put me on your ticket? Because I can go around the country raising money while you're the headliner. It's an important message to send. There's also the third um, series of debates, which you have to qualify for and raise more money on. It's actually more individual donors. Um, that's now, now the polling uh, hurdle is 3%. Can you imagine asking someone to pull at 3% to stay in this race? That is, yeah. I mean, that's just terrible. Talk about pissing your money away. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Today's poll. Where is it? I have too many cards. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Friday's poll will impeachment backfire on the Democrats. I am the four percent with a uh, with this, not because I actually believe what the four percent answered, because four percent said no, it would not backfire. Uh-huh. It's that I am the four percent that annoys Sarah every day. You really I go are. on there and find that poll every day just to vote the opposite of the way I think Sarah's going. You to literally vote. are the four percent. <laughs> he is. Yeah, because there's like a, you know, I don't appreciate you guys more. listening to Stu instead of me. Not, not many of them do, as you see, but at least a couple do. <laughs> hey, did you, you always have just enough yeah. to piss me off. <laughs> did you see Chris Cruz's, was it Chris Cruz's tweet the other day? If one has to go out of the four and, what and is people, this? What company do I freaking work at? People were like, Stu, Stu's got to go. Did you see that? I felt I was feeling bad for Stu. Oh, wow. I didn't actually read the responses. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't advise that you do, then, if that's uh, the case. Apparently. Wait, who are the options? It was, it, it was all of us on these. It was Pat, it was Jeffy, Jeffy it was Glenn, Glenn, and it was Stu. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, if you know Jeffy, obviously you'd pick Jeffy. Of course, yeah, Jeffy's got to go. I, thought, I, would thought, I would have thought that Jeffy was a shoe-in on that. I did. All, all week long on the road, I got caught up on the Chewing the Fat podcast, and I, let oh, me tell you, it was purely entertaining. I, I love Jeffy. He is. He's great. He doesn't love me back, but whatever. No. <laughs> uh, today's poll, <laughs> is Hillary getting ready to run in 2020? Interesting theory. I guess now that she's coming out and talking about all this, people are speculating that she's going to she's she's gearing up to run again because it worked out so well for her in 2016. I was I always laugh at this. It's like you know, look, is she really going to run? I mean, I think the answer to that is no. Yeah. However, uh, you know, you can if you believe the answer is yes, prove everybody wrong and make lots of money. You can go on predict it and mm-hmm. for fifteen. I think it's a ten or fifteen cents, and buy every every ten cents you make, they'll give you a dollar uh, if you're uh-huh. right. And you go load up and, and make yourself rich, yeah. you know, if you really think this is going to happen. I think the answer is, you know, probably no. I don't, you know, because there's two kinds of losers, you know. When you lose an election, you lose a sporting event, sometimes you're looked at as like, wow, you know, I, I had a positive memory of that moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm glad that person was out there fighting hard. The other side is I'm pissed off that you lost, right? Yeah. Like, at some level, Al Gore was, you know what? He tried really hard, and he got ripped off. Yeah. That's not how they look at Hillary. They look at Hillary as like, how the hell did you blow it to this guy? <laughs> and like, but she still doesn't get that. 
Because she's still no, going out saying he he's illegitimate. And but you see, like, they should, they're canceling tours and they're selling yeah. tickets for, like, you know, no money. Five and bucks. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, you know, the, the, the charity's obviously gone and fallen apart. Like, all these things add up to the fact that the Democrats also feel very much, well, there's bipartisan unici- unity on this. None of us like Hillary Clinton, yeah. <laughs> including I, Democrats. I won't call her Jim Kelly, but she is the Buffalo Bills of the presidential <laughs> races, right? You so got Kelly at the end. She, I, you yeah. know, he's a great guy yeah. and, like, but it's like once they lost the, f- the the third Super Bowl and like they're coming back again, you're just like, oh, do I have to watch this yeah, again? Yeah, I watch the Buffalo Bills <laughs> do this thing again. But I will tell you this: here's the litmus test. Here's, here's how you're going to know. It's it depends. It's all going to be consistent with how often you see the Moo If the Moo there, she's not running. If she's dressed up like she was on this interview with Jane Pauley this mm. this weekend, there's a chance. Watch for the Moo the moo is the telltale sign. So those of you who want to go on Predict It and make some money, that's what you need to be looking for mm. so that you know how much you're willing to wager on, on all of this. Uh, let us know what you think. I just, I, I hope that that doesn't happen. I, I really, I can't. Be, I, I can't take Hillary in the, in the news anymore. I can't, mm. though. It's just like she pops up every every couple months. That's as much as I can do. You know who really wants it to happen? Donald Trump. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, no it question. would be the, probably the easiest possible matchup he could have. Okay, so still easier than Elizabeth Warren. I think so because Warren is a little bit more of an unknown. I mean, it's okay. possible she has shown an ability to turn things around. Mm-hmm. So maybe she has more talent than Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I mean, but Hillary is just so bad. Everyone knows it's so bad. They already have negative feelings about her. We'd again enter with like the two most or least popular presidential candidates mm-hmm. in U.S. history. Um, I mean, I just can't imagine why would you know if you have other candidates. The complaint about Clinton is she's too conservative for them. So you have other candidates who are don't have the baggage of Clinton but are much farther left. Yeah. Why wouldn't you take one of them? Yeah. You know? Chad, do you agree that uh, it'd be easier to win against Hillary Clinton than Lizzie? Yeah, yeah I think so. I mean, it, you look at the energy that. Uh, Liz Warren has. She's always running. Yes. Oh, gosh. Which is yeah. more like, of like an awkward so falling face. forward. Yes. Like it's, it's a controlled crash. <laughs> it is. She's always running somewhere. Like the other day when she was in whatever and she's campaigning to her tens and tens of people, yeah. it looked like they'd made her take a lap. You yeah. know what you do with the kids? Like, I'm going to time you. Go get me a beer. One, <laughs> two, and the kid comes running back. You know, 12, 13. It looked like they made her take a lap around the barn before she came out and got to talk to him. And there was reports that said they're doing this because they yeah. want to show her a spry. Right. Spry. Yeah. And she does not look spry. No. It's, you're right. It's like a, it's very awkward. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's obviously very forced. Um, I will say though, if her her biggest scandal is the one in one thousand twenty fourth Native American, it's probably that's, she should feel yeah, much more confident pretty, than Hillary over here. You know, and then there was the issue the other day about uh, they were asking her questions. She was like, "Well, I would have to go. I, I, yes, I would. Do, wait, I don't know if I would do that. I, I got to go back and check my plan. <laughs> you know, it, it's. It, I mean, these people are saying these things. You got to go check wow. your plan. Why do you not know? <laughs> it's your plan. <laughs> That's kind of the point. All right, let us know what you think by going to The Blazes Twitter. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Sold out my Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.